0: Morning, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, my friend. Although you're not Irish, I will still s- celebrate with you. I am Irish. You are Irish. I knew that. I was just teasing. So tell people how you're Irish.
1: Well, if the name doesn't give it away, Shay makes it makes it very <laughs> much Irish.
0: Very much. Uh, so, are you gonna hit the Jameson and Guinness today? Is that part of your repertoire?
1: They, it, there might be a little tasting of, of something.
0: Very nice. I'm love not it. sure about
1: green beer, but there might be a tasting of something else.
0: Well, it's Friday, and Fridays for me, you know I love this segment. We started this segment. Uh, Jeff Goldstein, thank you for reminding us. It is 7.01. We are on track to get back to the another 700. But uh, Fridays is a cool day. We created this segment where we call it Hudler in the Hot Seat. And today, the story, first of all, you may think you're seeing double because uh, this dude is just an incredible, incredible human being. Blessed to have him in my life. And it validates this whole virtual world because we have never pressed the flesh, never broke bread, but we're as tight as you can be. And I know, even though he's out, you know, on the West Coast, if I needed him, he'd jump on a plane and be here. So stay tuned for that. Um, want to give you a little dose of F.O.E. family over everything. Got the opportunity, uh, thanks to my friend Bryce at the uh, Florida Panthers, to take the family to see the uh, Canadians and Panthers. And let me tell you something. um, Whatever it is.
1: You picked a good game to go to.
0: When Kai goes to see a hockey game, it is unbelievable. Last night there were uh, nine goals in the first uh, – sorry, 10 goals in the first period, was it? They, I think said, it
1: was they set a NHL record for most goals in the first period with 10.
0: It, it was like the most unbelievable thing. There was Montreal scored with 15 seconds gone in the game. Bang, bang, scored. Oh, tons of Canadian fans. Then the Panthers came back. It was 3-3 at one point and lots of joy and laughing. And, you know, I'm a guy that likes scoring. So I loved it. And then it was almost – like ridiculous. It, it was to the point of absurdity that, you know, no, the guy couldn't even say it fast enough that they were scoring again. So uh, just an amazing, amazing night. If you have not been to a hockey game, wherever you are coming to us from, hockey is just a really, really fun sport. It's cold. Um, the the guys on, you know, big guys, you know, skating around. It was just really fun. Just super. So shout out to the Florida Panthers. Congratulations as they, uh, cruise towards the playoffs. Shay, you're probably more well versed uh, than me. Are they going to make the playoffs?
1: They uh, they got a little work to do. They got a little work to do. They got a couple games in hand, though. If anything, it'll be wild card. Um, so last night obviously helped, but uh, they got a couple games in hand from one of the team that's right above them. So uh, so we'll see.
0: Nice. Uh, for those that are wondering, Mark is at the airport this morning. He is uh, sending Kai back to Tallahassee, so never, never a fun day. Sorry to miss this. But uh, without further ado, here's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to play wake-up music, and then you guys tell us. We used to play Hudler in the Hot seat, and then walk-up music. It's too much music. We're going to do wake-up, and then this unbelievable walk-up music for Corey Disson. Here it, here it comes. Wake up and water Get up, get up, get up, get up, we got it. Before we get to wake up music, there's this thing going on called March Madness. Certainly last night at the hockey game, it was pretty mad. But if you are a bracket tour, which I am, Jake is, Mark is, there is only 0.02% of the people left with a perfect bracket. I mean, after one day, um, two major upsets, just crazy stuff going on. It's super so after, fun. It's
1: after Furman won... 16 million brackets got busted 16 and then million. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy 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 so
0: we got uh, virginia's here this morning from the west coast she's coming in and from the dark so is Corey. so uh thank you for our west coasters here's some wake up uh sorry some walk up music from my friend Corey, and then we get right to the questions and answers Wake your ass up cuz it's time to go beast
1: mode Welcome the
0: beast Corey Disson. Welcome, welcome to the Hunter in the Hot Seat, my friend. Beast mode activated.
1: What's up, my man? How are you, Steve?
0: so, so <clears> good <throat> to see you. Um, when, when you start a relationship the way you and I have, and you had to remind me of the exact date this morning, but I'm really glad you did. And so I want to kick off by introducing how you and I
1: met. Wow. So... <clears throat> It was uh, August of 2018, and I was just dipping my toes in the water with my little entrepreneurial uh, venture, still working the, the day job, as they say, and I bumped into you on uh, on LinkedIn, and I was like, boom, like a nuclear explosion went off in my mind. I said, man, who is this guy? I, I, I got to talk to him. I got to do what he does. I think I can do what he does. And I just sent you a message on a whim. It was like a message in a bottle. And Lordy, Lordy, call me shorty. You returned it and you got on the phone with me. The rest is history, brother. I remember
0: that first call because you were like so amazed that I was willing to talk to you. And one of the takeaways, and it's crystal clear that I remember this piece of perspective I said, you are what you... Oh, I, I'm nothing, and I can't believe you're talking to me. And I was like, you are what you tell yourself you are. And bam, look at you, man. You built a, a
1: beautiful business. I can't wait for people to hear. But Those words, you are what you say you are. I mean, those hit me between the eyes like a ball-peen hammer. And I'm like, I am what I say I am. If I'm saying, I... You know, I'm I'm trying to grow up to be you and all that kind of stuff. It just, it shook me. Like you were, you reached through the phone and you grabbed me by the shoulders and you're like, yeah, Yo, wake up, man, just be you and you'll be fine. I've taken that and run with it. And to give you full credit, I, I share that with my clients. I'm like, you need to, you are what you say you are because everyone struggles with self doubt. Everyone. It is a human condition
0: that the ones who are the most self-aware actually build the toolbox against it. You can't not have doubts. You just gotta figure out how to do it. So we started this great friendship in 2018. Uh, We instantly bonded, and this is a classic case for me of where energy matches energy. You know, when you connect with somebody, it's all about, you know, that's the Beach Boys song, you living on the beach, you know, in Virginia living on the beach, good vibrations. Boom. Yeah. No, you can run your whole life on just paying attention to good vibrations. So, enough adulation. We meet, we talk. You, you know talk about your industry because i know you started in the voiceover thing but give people some background as to you know what you did what you're doing
1: and and how you're uh, you spend your days on the west coast now. well you know first the earth cooled then the dinosaurs came <laughs> right. um, but uh, and you know where that's from but um i got my chops in the broadcast advertising industry and uh you know i ran a studio that did commercials all over the world. And we also operated as our own internal voiceover talent agency, too. So I was casting, booking, paying talent all over the world to, to do TV and radio commercials that we were producing in-house. And I had done that at the time that I met you. It was 27 years in, I was doing it. And I was the vice president of the company. At one point, I was offered equity to get some skin in the game. But uh, it just it got to the point where I, I was at the ceiling. I, there was nowhere else for me to go. I was, you know, I was making a nice amount of bank, um, you know, had every perk you could think of, got to be the hot shot. you know, GMVP, but I was not feeling fulfilled at all. And, you know, at the same time, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to this, my son's trajectory as an athlete was doing this, and we saw, we were reading the tea leaves, that he was going to be playing college baseball somewhere, not in Pennsylvania. And God willing, one day, maybe playing professional baseball, not in Pennsylvania. So I needed to put a plan into action that I could be, that I could break the golden handcuffs and not be tethered to any zip code, still feed my family, keep the refrigerator full, pay the rent, and keep an eye on my boy and, and enjoy my life. And that's where this, this whole marketing, coaching, business coaching thing happened. And it's evolved. And it's kind of graduated to the point now where I like to say I'm your business bodyguard. And whether that's acting as your your consigliere to bounce ideas to help you grow or whether it's giving you support, whether you need design, you know, logos, social media graphics, web design or even personnel, virtual assistants. All that stuff is under my umbrella and I get to have the fun and call the shots and have my people help other people. Love it. There you go. Here we are. And in the world that we live in, what uh, the gift
0: that was given to us is you can do whatever you want to do, wherever you want to do it and whenever you want to do it. So this idea of putting a plan together to follow your heart. I mean, I personally think the use your use of the language is so great. It's entertaining to talk to you because you're sharp and you're coming up with all these little quips. And that's part of, What attracts people to you? You know, it's what you know. It's it's the fruit of. Listen, I know lots of people way smarter than me. They're just boring as toast, man. It's like you know. And it's like if you can't deliver it, you know, you know. So so a lot of it. And somebody taught me this early in my training, coaching, speaking career. They said, listen, man, it's eighty percent delivery, twenty percent content, and your delivery is in your face. You walk the talk, you know, the, the videos you do in the gym are just like ridiculous. <laughs> mom so, said I had
1: a Shane up on
0: him. So a lot of people in the huddle already know you, they already know what you're doing. Uh, give them some insight into where you are and how you got there, because it does speak to what's happening with your son.
1: Well, I mean, so I built my business on the back of LinkedIn. I know that's something you and I both drink, the LinkedIn Kool-Aid. Obviously, that's where our little love affair began here on, on LinkedIn. And I tell people all the time, engage the people you're connected with on LinkedIn. You are one click away from meeting the person that can change your life. You just have to kiss all those frogs to get to that prince. And I got lucky in that I met a prince real early. And then that that created this momentum, momentum, um, to meet other princes, because you know I just kept, you know, grooming the network, meeting more people. Obviously, I met your sons. I got a chance to meet Scott Garber, who's the man. Love that dude. Uh, and then he's introduced me to other people. And then you start to develop street cred, and people say, "Wait a minute, this guy's on this streaming show, and he knows this guy." And And that allows you to pick up more business, and that's I just kept feeding, putting coal in that furnace every day, swinging that hammer on that rock. I teach that all the time. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the stonecutter's creed. You know, it's you know. Yet on the hundred and first blow, the the rock split, but it wasn't for that blow; it was for the hundred that came before it. Absolutely, I mean, that's what I'm doing here. What's still astonishing,
0: and Shelby's here. Shelby's involved with Kim Cow, You know, and the you know, the wonderful audience they have is everyone can build their own audience. You know, that is, I mean, if you think about broadcast in general, and this is, I didn't know we were going to go here, but, you know, think about broadcast. The traditional broadcast was TV. How many freaking television stations are there that all are supported? You know, people find the things that they like for whatever reason they decide to like it. it has nothing to do with us if you're genuine and authentic you attract the ones you're supposed to attract but still to this day it's fascinating to me the amount of people that don't know how to use linkedin or even worse use it wrong man
1: it's- oh dude it's it's <laughs> ridiculous i'm going to we're we're both radio dogs and i'm going to use a radio term that should crystallize everything we're talking about the way i teach it is linkedin is about time spent listening i love it you want to get people to pay attention to you. And that's if you show up every day and you are putting out quality content, valuable content, content that is a little entertaining, that isn't the same old dreck that's out there that everybody's doing. You, you stick out and you do something to be noticed. You th- Those people that are into what you do, it'll resonate with them and they'll come back if you keep feeding the machine. There's too many people out there that are trying to do what everybody else is doing, or putting the same vanilla, trite, stale nonsense out there. If I see one more motivational quote from Mark Twain, I'm gonna put my head you know inside of a door and ask my wife to slam it. It's like, come on, man, be different. So, do something. You know, so something so something to doing. ask you this, sort of speak about it, but ask you about it. For me,
0: success was listening to the people that I admired and taking one nugget from them and then building my own stream of consciousness, if it it were, you know, Tony, I met Tony Robbins early on. Most of Tony Robbins shit to to me is bullshit. It's just fluffy. But all of a sudden there's a nugget, pull it out. You know, Robin Sharma, pull it out. Seth Godin, pull it out. You know, all of the people, Jocko, boom. So all of a sudden I've, even you, you know, when I met you, yeah. you thought it was one way you thought, oh, you know, but for me, my mindset was always, what can I learn? What, what can I take away from everybody that I get to meet and then figure out how to put it into my routine, my daily plan, my, you know, MO or as, you know, Mark would call it a standard operating procedure. And that's what really you've done. I mean, none of it is, you know, like uh, Virginia says, you know, go mentum is great. It's not novel, but you use it and it sounds right from
1: you. It fits. Right. It fits. And, you know, part of, you know, this whole journey that we're on here is is breaking the shackles of fear. Most people don't get to where they want to go because they're afraid to be authentic and be themselves. And when you... I I talk about this in some of my content. When you get a little gene therapy, what I mean is there is a gene that most people don't know that they have. Okay. And it's the IDGAF gene. When you get the IDGAF gene, you you become unstoppable. And people don't know what IDGAF stands for. I'm sure I don't, don't, give, a a fuck. Fuck. I don't <laughs> give a fuck And as soon as you don't give a fuck, you think you are going to alienate yourself and people are going to rush away from you. If the opposite happens when, you know, I tell people all the time, I am not talented. You know what my talent is? Is I don't give a fuck if you think I'm talented. I'm gonna be me, you don't like me, good. I don't have to waste my time on you now. I only want to deal with the people. I thank goodness I have built my thing to where I only get to deal with the people that want to be in my little circle. So, you know, we're fortunate, but everybody
0: can make that decision. It is a choice to who you deal with. And I'm still overwhelmed when like today I'm having a ver- uh, an in-person coffee with Dan Nelson. And he's like, I'm so grateful that you'll take time out of your busy schedule to meet me like, that's, I'm not the Pope. <laughs> you know. It's like the, the way I got here was just the same way you got it. I worked my ass off. And if you don't pay it back, I used to say this to people when I was in the phone business. I go, listen, man, success is about sending the elevator back down. Totally. lonely at the top. If you take the elevator to the top and you're standing there alone. So what you're doing now is just another version of what I did to you, you do to somebody else. And so if there was more of that, the world is abundant and you know that. So give us an update on your son, because I know um, everybody wants to know where he wound up and what, you know, what this journey is looking like.
1: Well, I mean, look, we were blessed. You know, my, my son got drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies. in the know, I mean, We
0: have a, a lot of huddlers that are Phillies fans.
1: So. And uh, you know, he got, he got drafted in the 2022 draft two days after he was drafted. He was on a plane and in Clearwater, uh, you know, was back and forth to the complex, all throughout, uh, you know, the fall and then went down there in uh, February and is down there now for spring training, working his tail off, having the time of his life. And we're waiting uh, by the day now to find out where he might be assigned, you know, hoping it's low A, but if it ends up being rookie ball again, so be it. The Phillies have done just an amazing job of developing him and they're spending a lot of individual time with him, grooming him, you know, honing certain things and I'm just waiting to uh, to have some very expensive beers and very expensive hot dogs.
0: So um,
1: will you go to where he plays or you'll just commute? We're not going to move. Um, even if he were, it, it's never going to happen, but say, let's just say he made it to the show this year in Philly, even though that's where my roots are from Philly. They're only going to play 82 home games in Philly. They're going to be all over the place anyway. And a lot of games on the West coast, LA, San Diego, Seattle, San Francisco, etc. So we're going to be we're going to be racking up the frequent flyer miles. My wife, God love her, she just she likes Mission Viejo too much. And uh, you know, we had a discussion earlier about sometimes you got to do what the wifey wants you to do. Absolutely, we're staying here. She likes it. She's happy. I'm happy.
0: I, I love that. And here's a commitment that I'm making on behalf of the huddle. You, when he makes it to the league, not if, when he makes it to the show, you pick a game, and we're bringing the huddle to you. Oh, let's go! Or I'll come to you. I'll sit next to you in Florida. Well, that'd be great, man. That would be awesome, man. So uh, it uh, and I'm, that to me is exciting. That is something great to look forward to. So these shows go so fast. I want to ask this question: What is the one underlying trait that you can point to that said because of this, this all happened? And and I'll give you some frame of reference. For me, it was energy. People have always said to me, dude, your energy's off the chart. Never met anybody like you. I'll never forget you. I'm attracted to that. What
1: is it for you?
0: And it might be the same
1: thing. Uh, It's a very simple answer. Relentless discipline. D-I-S-S. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <like a> <laughs> I did it again. Uh, did it again <laughs> I did that thing again. I couldn't help it. But uh, yeah, relentless discipline because every like that's a discipline is a thing. Oh, you have to be disciplined. You have to show up, blah, blah, blah. But when you can be a master at doing little things ridiculously well over and over and over again without an immediate return, that is when you become Superman. And, you know, look, today you, you did something that nobody does. You preempted a workout that I have today. Wow. Uh When we're done, I am racing to go get my cardio in to stay back on schedule because I have a second workout scheduled a couple hours later and I got to get back on track. But you could set your watch on how I schedule my day. If, if someone ever wanted to assassinate me, I'm the easiest candidate. Because I they know that. where I'm going to be, at what time, and they know exactly what I'm going to be doing. And it's that process, no matter how I feel, how tired I am. You know, look, my allergies are giving me fits. I just said yesterday, my rear end is killing me from a leg workout. I could barely walk. I got my butt to the gym yesterday and did it again. Love it. I, that's That's how you win. Most people will give themselves an excuse not to do something that they need to do. There's no excuses. None. And, and you know, what's fascinating is
0: that it's fairly simple. It's not easy. It's fairly simple. People want to complicate it. The less complicated, the more, you know, we point to that, get better 1% every day. Your competition is you. I want to close the show with um, what's the best story, that you have from your career because you are clearly an amazing storyteller, hence why we're attracted to each other. What's the best story? Leave us with, with a gem of a story.
1: Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story. Then I'm going to make a point at the end and I'll try to be quick. So back, back in the radio days, uh, My office used to be right next door to a big morning show guy by the name of John DeBella, Huge morning show guy in the Philadelphia market in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And he and I used to joke and kibitz and everything. And, you know, I'm I'm a fairly big dude. And some of the sales guys would get wise with me and say, hey, I want to arm wrestle you. And he happened to overhear that. And there was this, whatever, 140-pound guy who was challenging me to an arm wrestling match. So he put us on the air. And he made it like a big UFC event with walk-up music, the whole thing. Anyway, I beat the guy in two seconds. And I'm a young 20-something, you know, uh, dumb as a box of rocks dude. And I said to John, I said, if you ever want to win money, bet on me in arm wrestling that I've never been beaten. And here's my point. Fast forward about six months later, he said, hey, Corey, you remember when you told me you'll never lose in arm wrestling? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to flip over to cover that book. This is who you're going to arm wrestle today on the air. I flip it over. Who is it? It's George Foreman. Oh, nice.
0: Who has four arms the
1: size of? Her Dude, the guy's got knuckles like walnuts. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like so. I literally sat in the studio with him, and the guy is like this wide from chest to back. He's and he was when <laughs> he's getting ready to fight for the heavyweight title, and then at at the end of the interview, John says, "Hey, what would you say to somebody who says they can never be beaten in anything?" Because if you remember, George Foreman said the same thing before he fought Ali. Yep. So George said in a funny way, "They're either real young or real dumb." And uh, you know, he 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 politely declined to arm wrestle me, obviously because God forbid if he hurt me or I hurt him. But as I'm walking out of the studio, dejected, he tapped me on the shoulder. He says, "Hey man, let's take some pictures like we did arm wrestling anyway." So we're you know he's got his you know fist under my chin, and that was a really a really cool moment uh, in my my career. And I'll I'll, I'll end it with this. Um, and I told you, I promised you that I would, you know, this, this, this realization for me is what unlocked everything that we've talked about today. And the, the, the guy, or at least the thing that changed my life, believe it or not, was Billy Joel. And it's not because I'm a huge Billy Joel fan or it has nothing to do with his music per se, but it has to do with, with one of his lyrics. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. When you embrace that (laughs) and you channel that and you use that like i said you become a super superman and that's when you don't when you don't worry about what the rest of the world thinks and you stay on track and you focus let the dead fruit fall from the tree
0: drop the mic brother thank you for getting up early i know it's uh it's out of your routine but you were and i knew you would be amazing thank you for joining the huddle you're a family as far as i'm concerned so uh you know anytime i can return the favor uh back to you you know i'm i'm in the wings and i can't wait to go to a baseball game together
1: steve i love you i appreciate you i respect you keep rocking I'll support anything you guys are doing, and I, I'm going to start identifying as a noodle bird moving forward. <laughs> Dude,
0: man. Listen, between you and Scott
1: Garber, the,
0: we all have these similar traits, man. It is crazy, man. Love you, man. Make a great day, everybody. It. Uh, time to get down to business. Monday, we're back to normal. Lori Salarillo's back in the in the seat with Mark and I. So make it a great weekend. Hope your uh, brackets don't get busted too hard.